Today's Thursday, September 6th. I'm Kent. And I'm Alex, and you're listening to BUCast. Today we talk about sleeping, alarm clocks, and naps. Two days ago, we left you off at the GSU about food and dining services, yes? And as a follow-up, I went back there today to test out the food. According to our su- suggestions, there was a the new place, the Charles River Bread Company, and I ordered a sandwich for tonight's dinner. Six dinner or lunch? Dinner. Oh, I had a okay. bagel for lunch, but that's also a GSU. Okay. Oh, speaking of that, too. For lunch, the bagel's there. If you notice, there is the whole new menu at Aesop's Bagel. New prices, everything, but when you pay for your bagels, you'll realize that those prices that they listed are completely off. Yeah, I noticed that they raised a few prices from last year. Actually, when I got a bagel the other day, the lady who works there was talking to one of the managers of the GSU about the prices. Really? And what did yeah, they say? Uh, I wasn't really sure because I wasn't listening in, but I, she said she was pointing out the sign, and the worker in the GSU said you have to like talk to some higher up about it. I don't know, but I think the prices are either wrong or they're too high or I don't know. Oh, they're completely off. I had a bagel with butter the other day, and it's like a dollar nineteen on the cash register, and it showed a dollar twenty nine on the menu. I'm like, hey, maybe the prices are off and they're all lower. Well, guess not. I got one with mozzarella, and the listed price was a dollar fifty nine. I got charged a dollar ninety nine. So it's both low and high. It's off. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yep. All right. So let's see. We're going to. I went to bread company and I ordered a sandwich. And uh, and by the way, the bread company that's in the GSU now replaced D'Angelo's, which was there last year. Yep. And well, originally I was gonna have you know some South Campus fry, you know, order the jerk chicken, but it didn't really look too appealing. Like the what was really cool is they had a gallery of their sandwiches, so they actually prepared all these sandwiches and they left it out and they opened to show you which one was which. And they had like eight different pre-made sandwiches. So uh, they were, could you take them? or No, you can't take them, but you can look through them in a glass. Like oh, oh, okay. So it's like a like bakery display? It's a display, yeah. Oh, okay. Pretty much. And I got the Alston something grilled chicken sandwich. Six nineteen a sandwich. The sandwich was about the size of my mic. So for six nineteen a sandwich, it's a little pricey compared to what else they offer at the GSU. How big would you estimate the sandwiches? About the size of this mic. I said, well, but no one knows how okay, big the microphone okay. is. Maybe about eight inches, eight inch by three inch. It's a little generous too. Uh, okay. Eight inches by three inches, and the bread was good. The meat was okay, but six nineteen a sandwich for a three by eight sandwich is a little pricey. I mean, you make it smaller and make lower the price. I'm okay with that. I mean, that's the trend of all fast food restaurants right now. Everything's got a dollar menu, daily values. Like, you know, McDonald's has their uh, double cheeseburgers. I think the trend of all fast food restaurants right now. Like, everything's got a dollar menu, daily values. Like, you know, McDonald's has their uh, double cheeseburgers. I've been going to a lot of McDonald's lately, and they're not having the dollar menus. Did you go to the one by Harvard Avenue? No. They still have it there. Oh, well, that's good. Because I know the one in Kenmore Square doesn't have it. Oh, Kenmore never had it. Kenmore never had it. I don't know why. Probably, it's probably because of the location right next to Fenway. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, Fenway, I mean, Kenmore never had it. Uh, what did have it was maybe the McDonald's by West Campus did for a while, while it was still there, but now it's closed. Yeah, that's true. That's really unfortunate because when I do theater, 
it's really close to the theater, and we always used to go to there to eat dinner before shows. Yeah. And now we just can't get dinner anymore, so we can either go to Qdoba or Teas. But McDonald's was just a great resource because it was cheap and it was quick. Do we have any word about what's going to be put up there in its place? I don't know yet. I know there's a cold stone replacing the store 24, which is right next door. Oh, it's not just the store 24 they're replacing. They're replacing the Korean restaurant, too. Oh, really? Yeah, it's gone now. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I guess they're replacing all the restaurants right at the corner across from Agamas. Okay, so back to the pricing of GSU. Six nineteen for a sandwich is a little pricey, especially after it replaced the D'Angelo's, where it offered slightly cheaper sandwiches at probably about the same size and a bit, bit larger selection. Yeah, do you think it was tastier, though? I'd say it's about the same. Oh, about okay. About the same. I mean, the lack of variation really kind of killed it. I mean, they did offer make-your-own sandwich, so you got to select your own bread, your own dressing on, uh, like, sauce, you know, mustard, mayo, but only one dressing, your own deli meat, and I guess different toppings but that was unlimited i guess sprouts lettuce tomatoes i like the choices i had with d'angelo's better so today was thursday and it was the second day for the classes that we started on tuesday and as i said in the last episode i ended up dropping one of my english classes to take another and i went today and including myself there were five people in the class it was definitely a lot better. I've had that professor before. It was a great discussion. We talked about a lot of stuff. I just want to say that if you're not liking your class, you have a couple of weeks to decide if you want to drop a course. No, no, it's not a couple of weeks. It's two weeks. Exactly. Two weeks. Kent, a couple is two. Uh, all right. Let's you know, like, like a precise. marriage couple, that's two people. Okay, fine. Yeah, I think I just won that. Okay, anyway, but if you want to change a course, you shouldn't just feel shy about it. You should just drop it online, go take another one. I mean, you might not ever see that professor again anyway. If you think it's going to benefit you, definitely do it. College is all about experimenting. Oh, yeah. Don't be, a, don't be ashamed that you have to drop the class. It's the whole testing period. They call it a testing period, actually. Really? Yeah, it's like your whole, you know, the test out what classes you want. People drop, I've seen so many people drop classes. My biochemistry class, yeah. 421, we had a full room on the first day of classes. And today, on the second meeting of this class, half of them are gone. Wow. Half of them disappeared. We had extra seats. Hey. <laughs> That's awesome. I got to pick my seat this time. It's <laughs> awesome. Wait, there are that many kids that you can't choose a seat? Yeah, I, I, I was literally stuck in like the back row for the first day. And then How today, many kids are in the lecture? It was a full room. It was the Life Science and Engineering building. It was a pretty big room. I mean, it's about probably the size of... Um, one section of the Psy Auditorium. Uh, that's pretty good. I mean, I've never had a major science course, so I've taken a history lecture, and there were maybe 75 kids total in that class. You're all about small classes, though. Come on, five-man well, class? I'm a, I'm a humanities major, so a lot of my classes are capped at 30 people. Really? Yeah. Well, that would be really nice. I mean, at least a professor will learn your name. Uh, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just don't even bother at all to learn your name. I can't imagine that for a five, well, maybe for a five-person class. Oh, no, 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 of course, definitely. Like, we actually introduced ourselves. So pretty much we're on a first-name, last-name basis. <laughs> professor wouldn't care to learn five-man class name. Uh, my hey, well, you. <laughs> the, prof- the professor that I'm talking about, he just calls us by our last name anyways. That's good. That's yeah, he, good. He's my advisor. He's a very good teacher. Now, I wish I had an advisor for a teacher. Then you get a little special attention, maybe. Well, can you do that? Is your advisor actually teaching classes that you need to take? I, I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the reason. I, yeah. I don't think so. Like, well, actually, no, one of them is, he even wrote a book. I don't think I'll ever go into this class. He's scary. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I didn't eat dinner in the normal time tonight, so I decided to go out for a late night. How was that? Well, <laughs> I went out on my bike. I w- passed by 111 Cummington to pick up a couple of pieces of paper that I g- had printed out earlier. Okay. And then I biked in front of Warren, and I noticed a few police cars in uh. front of the doors. And I biked up. Kids were coming down the escalator. And I mean a lot of kids. And then I noticed that lights were flashing, and I could hear a faint beep, beep, beep. And I noticed the fire alarm had gone off. Okay, that's definitely not a drill then. I mean, the police cars usually don't show up during drill. Hell, fire engines usually don't show up during drill. Oh, no, no, no. If you do a fire drill, the fire department will show up. Really? Yeah. Well, like, like they'll know it's a fire drill, but they want to practice too. Really? Yeah. Well, about police cars, I wouldn't imagine they would show up too. I think they do just because it's Boston <laughs> and they have a fairly good response, especially when it's on Com Ave, which is one of the busier streets. Like, they don't want kids getting hit. Warren be the largest storm on Com Ave? Yeah, that I think that's correct. Is it a Warren or West? Well, I think West is bigger just because it has taller towers. Three uh, buildings. Honestly, so. well, Warren has three buildings as well. That's true. That's but true. West fills up its first, second, and third floors, and West, uh, excuse me, Warren starts at f- the fourth floor. Yes. Yeah. So they might have the same amount of people. I'm honestly not sure, but there were definitely a lot of kids on the sidewalk. So I decided to skip that. I biked to Towers. I got my late night. I brought it back here, and it was great. But when I was at Towers, there was a sign that said fire drill at 8 o'clock. So I was wondering if the one at Warren was actually a fire drill or if someone had accidentally tripped it or purposely tripped it. RAs would normally tell you this at their house meetings or floor meetings, but fire drills are, you know, they're serious business, you know, exit the building as always. But if you've ever been stuck or caught in a fire drill, like while you're eating at dining hall, it can be a pretty sweet thing if you are almost done, but it's really annoying if you haven't finished or even started. Yeah, I remember I got my plate last year. I sat down, and then the fire alarm went off, and I was pissed. I didn't want to leave one time. That was awesome. I, I tried to stay, and they actually, like, kicked me out. Oh, yeah. Well, they have to. I mean, if it's a real fire, it's pretty damn stupid to stay in the building. I was hungry. Come on. <laughs> what, okay, if there was a fire in the dining hall, would you, like, jump out the window? Well, there are those glass panes at Warren that you can probably land on and roll off. The one that shields you from the rain? That's not glass. Oh, it's well, all right, plastic. Hey, I'm safe for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until you hit the concrete. <laughs> yeah, but then I've been. This is I haven't been caught in one. I've been caught like several times actually. And there was one time I was actually finished. And I'm like, should I take my tray out or something? Like, no, we'll clean up after you. That was pretty sweet. Movies. Tomorrow's movie, Knocked Up, Boondock Saints. Yeah. It's at Nickerson Field at 7 or 8. It's at 7 p.m. But it's weird because usually the drive-in movie, which is hosted every year, is at the BU Beach. Well, we did have a movie. Oh, wait, that was Pirates of the Caribbean. That was at Morse, wasn't it? Yeah, that's just an extra thing, I think. Okay, so we have those two movies shown at Nickerson Field. I'm, I'm not that too surprised. I mean... It's not that much worse off. Well, the BU Beach is very torn up because they were doing construction there over the summer. Oh, yeah, that's true. What are they doing there? I'm not really sure. I think it had something to do with heating or maybe a boiler system. I did see that. They had several of those systems set up over the grass. I don't think they wanted people sitting there, so they moved it to Nickerson Field. That wouldn't be too bad either. It's pretty big. and I think it's definitely cleaner of the AstroTurf. Yeah, but the drive-in movie's cool because it's outside and has a giant screen. It's just a drive-in without cars. What do you think they're going to have up on Nickerson Field, then? I think we might just sit on the field. With a projector screen as well. Oh, well, they just have a giant screen. <laughs> That's what they had before. Really? I haven't ever seen a movie on Nickerson Field. 
Well, no, no, no. Like last year at the BU Beach, they just had a giant screen. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I think they're just going to bring that up there. So I guess everyone should attend. Knocked Up was actually rated a good movie, and Boondock Saints, people thought, was probably the best movie of all times. Uh, I don't know where that source is coming from, but it is definitely a good movie. And it's about Boston. I've had many people tell me that. Oh, yeah, it is in Boston. That's pretty cool. I know that the big shooting scene is in one of the hotels at Copley. Do you think, like, was the scene actually done in there or was it a setup? Well, I, n- I know that they at least showed the front of the building. They probably filmed the rest of it in some place because there were definitely a lot of bullets. <laughs> that would be awesome. This is from Boonock Saints. <laughs> these bullet holes. Extra guess, extra charge. Well, if you like crazy mafia movies, a lot of humor, and Irish people, definitely go see this movie. So last night I was so tired that I put my head on my pillow and I fell asleep instantly. But I woke up at 7 o'clock this morning not realizing I had fell asleep. And I woke up and I thought it was like 2 a.m. Yeah, but you were prepared. I mean, you did all your work before. Yeah, but the night before I only had about four hours of sleep. That wasn't very good. No, we want to avoid that normally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Our main segment today is about sleeping and we're going to talk about napping, which is a great thing at college. And we're also going to talk about alarm clocks because we have a few pretty bad stories about alarm clocks and how they definitely don't work when you're in college. Oh, we, we have some funny ones, too. Sleeping. Okay. Prioritizing your life at school. Sleep really isn't one of them, I don't think. We try to prioritize it, number one. When I was a freshman, first semester, I went to bed at 12 and I got up at 10. Yeah, so you had it pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but I always went to sleep. I don't think I ever went to sleep past 12. Really? Yeah, I really don't think I did first semester. I slept a lot and I kept up my grades, but I don't think I really had that much fun first semester. When second semester came around, I definitely started sacrificing sleep to hang out with people and just talk with a bunch of fellow students on my floor. I definitely started having more fun. But the whole thing with not getting sleep definitely hurt me a bit. It's terrible in many senses. For example, we know uh, when you don't go to sleep at night, you're going to sleep in class. Believe me, I've woken up to a different class than the one I went to sleep in. Are you serious? <laughs> it's happened. It's really happened. It, you, you don't think it'll ever happen to you, but hey, it will. It will catch you eventually. You're going to w- fall asleep in economics. You're going to wake up in like Spanish or something. <laughs> That is awesome. I totally praise you as a person now. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why that's worthy of praise. But I don't know. Well, okay. For me, I don't really fall asleep in classes. I'll nod off and then realize that I've fallen asleep. And then I'll just take my hands away from my face. Because I know that as soon as I put my hand on some part of my head, I'll start dozing off again. Does that really happen? Yeah. And actually, I think Victor told me about that way back when we were in middle school, that there was something about putting your hand somewhere close to your head, and it would kind of induce the sleepiness. And as soon as you take your hand away, you're fine. That actually might be helpful to me, because I've had some problems today. I got 11 hours of sleep, went to my first class, and I dozed off in half an hour. (laughs) I don't know how that happened, but it just happened. I think I need to see a doctor about that. That's kind of (laughs) creepy. Is there such a sickness so you randomly fall asleep? The sl- well, who, who was that guy that slept for 20 years? Oh, well, I don't know. That guy is setting up Guinness Records, you know. Well, I don't think it was real. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> in a coma. Well, why don't you tell the story about writing notes? Oh, yes, that too. Well, I 
I've also fallen asleep and woken up at the end of the class to find that I've written out notes to the lecture, surprisingly. I don't even know how I did it. <laughs> I had a graph. I had, yeah. I had a detailed graph of a label Y next axis. Ken actually had a graph that he showed me last year. And one of the, one of the axes was labeled coffee. And the other one was in some word that we both couldn't like, <laughs> discern. <laughs> and it had some weird graph drawn out across it. And we just had no idea what it was for. <laughs> it was for an economics class, but we had no idea what the topic was really about. But I was surprised I actually peeled that off, too. <laughs> I thought it was really, really funny. <laughs> because I definitely cannot write while I'm sleeping. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was half asleep. Who knows? <laughs> Still, that's pretty cool. Well, what else can screw you over if you don't get enough sleep? I've fallen asleep at lunch. Well, that's not too bad. What about biking? Have you fallen asleep biking? Um, no. <laughs> I've fallen asleep standing up in the shower. Oh, everyone's done that. That's that's totally possible. But <laughs> it was definitely weird waking up in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to wake up. <laughs> I'm drowning. <laughs> and then, of course, I've missed classes before. I oh. remember one time last year, I accidentally fell asleep because I decided it would be a great idea to lay on my bed for five minutes. Then I woke up the next day at 2 p.m. and yeah, I mi missed all of my morning classes. Missing classes can be pretty tough when you don't get enough sleep. I mean, it's easy to do. I had an alarm clock set to go off an hour before class and I woke up three hours after class ended to realize I had been sleeping with in my hands clutched with my alarm clock. I held it down. I had one of those old-fashioned alarm clocks with the hammer and the bells. And I somehow stuck my finger, held down the hammer, and it stopped ringing. And I just held it to my chest, and I went to sleep over it, and it stopped ringing. Wow. Well, that's a good story because that's a great segue to alarm clocks. All right. As Kent was talking about, normally when we go to sleep and an alarm clock goes off, we'll just kind of turn it off and go back to sleep. It becomes a natural habit. It's, it's instinct. I have a snooze button on the alarm clock I bought freshman year. It works fine. I think it goes off every nine minutes or something, except I just keep touching it. And then one time I'll miss and hit the alarm off button and I just won't wake up. Well, that's a bad alarm clock to have an alarm off right next to the snooze button. Oh, yeah, I know. Came <laughs> up the brilliant idea. <laughs> I think that the best way that I've woken up is having two alarm clocks. I've tried three before. That was just too many because it was kind of hard to find them. The best way for me was setting one alarm clock about 45 minutes before I wanted to wake up and then setting the other one at the time that I wanted to wake up. So what it did was wake me up a bit and then I could fall back asleep. And then when the second one went off, I'd be kind of half awake and then I would finally wake up fully. I think the two alarm clock system kind of gives me a headache. One goes off and you turn it off and suddenly the other one goes off behind you. But you set yours 15 minutes in between each other, right? Yeah, I've been doing it more than a half an hour now. Don't set them to go off at the same time because you're going to turn off one and the other one rings behind you. And you'll be like, oh, where is it? Where is it? And you're going to turn it off. What you could, a good, another good idea would be to set one alarm clock and place it really, really far from your bed. But close enough so they can hear it but far enough that you actually have to get out of your bed and find your way to it, and that will wake you up. Well, there are two problems with that. One, I know that Paul did that, and he would just go walk across his room, turn it off, walk across, and go back to bed. Well, put some obstacles, you know, water. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what, a cat? <laughs> I don't know, cat, water. <laughs> you, you can't have pets in the dorm, Jen. Or if I have a mouse trap in between. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Well, with the, my alarm clock being placed far away from where I sleep? Yeah. If you have a roommate. I mean, it's good if you have a single, but if you place it right next to your roommate. <laughs> okay, okay. That's a 
bad idea. I'll tell you why. Because if you place it next to your roommate, your roommate will turn it off for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then it defeats the whole purpose. Okay, perfect segue to our problem for two years when we were living in Danielson. <laughs> it was Victor's alarm clock. So our roommate, Victor, we were in a triple, if you didn't get that from however many episodes ago we mentioned that. He had one of those crazy multi-function alarm clocks. It had a radio. It had like three alarms in it. Oh my God, it looked like a medic kit or something. Yeah, it was, it was big, bulky. It had this crazy display on it and it was loud, but it wasn't loud at first. It would go off really silently. And then it would start getting louder and louder. And five minutes later, it would be so loud that people out in the hall would think that fire alarm had gone off. Personally, I don't think like it was that bad of an alarm clock. The fact is that there was a snooze button. That was probably the biggest problem. And the fact that Victor never woke up when it went on. He would just lie there and not turn it off. And we would have to get up and turn it off for him. And then eventually we just started unplugging his alarm clock. Oh, man, I remember that day. You got so pissed. Really? You were like, Victor, wake up. And he just oh, I got it. pissed. Yeah, I did. Uh, good times. Uh, well, they were times, certainly. So types of alarm clocks. All right. So we have my classic alarm clock with the little bell and hammer. That thing is really loud. It does get people up. There is no snooze button. You have to turn it off. Do you have to crank that? You don't have to crank. No, you don't have to crank it. But. Well, I, I used to have this really old alarm clock that had a crank on the back. So if you forgot to crank it, it would just stop. What do you mean stop? Like the time would just stop. Oh, no. The idea of a classic alarm clock that you don't have a snooze button, the good idea, but the good part about it is when you have it go off, you don't have the option to snooze, which means that if you know that if you turn that alarm clock off, you have no hope of getting up later. And that just gets you in the mindset that you have to get up now and not later. I mean, if you have a snooze, you can like snooze. I can wake up in five minutes. Snooze, I can wake up in five minutes. Yeah, that's true. And like, oh no, it's two o'clock. Well, <laughs> as long as you don't like turn it off and then go back to bed without resetting it. What do you mean? Well, I know that when uh, uh, my alarm clock goes off, sometimes I'll just change the time that it goes off. Oh, oh for like ten minutes later. Yeah, but sure. But since I'm half asleep, I'll accidentally do it wrong. So I'll put it for like an hour and 10 minutes later or 12 hours later. Oh, digital alarm clocks. Yeah. <laughs> so the other types we have. I bought one from the third floor in the BU bookstore. It was only about 10 bucks. It's just one of those digital ones with an alarm on it. Well, that's not bad. Um, it's really freaking annoying. So it definitely wakes you up. But since I bought it, I've kind of been sleeping through it whenever it goes off. I've gotten used to the sound. And that's probably the worst thing about alarm clocks is that you can eventually start sleeping through them. Which brings us to our third type of alarm clock, the cell phone. I love the cell phone alarm clock. You can change the ringtone and then you got a different ring sound for the alarm. Actually, on my phone... It's a Motorola. You can put as many alarms on it as you want. So you really? could set like 10 of them for five minutes apart. Oh, I'm stuck on three. And you can put different settings and different volumes on. So there could be 10 different ringtones and 10 alarms in one morning. Maybe it has to do with the service rather than the phone. What kind of service do you have? I'm on team. No, it's, it's just the phone. Because I have a Motorola too, but I'm on Verizon. So I don't get that option. I only have three alarms that I can set. I can adjust the volume. I can't do any of that. I can just have it for the day and the time and the ringtone. Oh, well, we have different Motorola phones. I expect mine to be better. Yeah, mine was free. <laughs> Other alarm clocks? Your roommate's always a good alarm clock. No, never were. I mean... Well, no, because I got you up a few times. You just have to depend on the other person to get you up. But the days that you had to get me up was like when I was already late. Can't you're late. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm yeah. Asleep. Well, that's because I woke up like 10 minutes before you were supposed to get up. Well, my classes were all before you. Like, 
Yeah, but, okay, to... this year we have class. Our first class is the same class, Japanese. Yeah, that's so going to help. If one of us accidentally sleeps through our alarm clock, we can just wake each other up. That's usually good. But, like, if you have a class, like, you know, earlier than your roommate's class, don't ask your roommate. It's it's going to hassle him. Yeah, th- that's a bit annoying. Or her. They're going to have to wake up for a class they don't even have to take. <laughs> come on. Unless you pay him. If you pay him, maybe he'll do it. Yeah. And, of course, finally, the the last best alarm clock is to not have an alarm clock because your class is at, like, 1 p.m. Hey, that's a good idea, too, unless you go to sleep at, like, you know, 8 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just pull an all-nighter. That's also a good alarm clock. Oh, that doesn't work. You just pass out, like, almost done with your all-nighter. Like, maybe I'll catch a two-hour nap, and this turns out an eight-hour sleep. <laughs> I know Alicia accidentally tried to take a nap last year, and she woke up at 10 p.m., and she was supposed to get up at, like, 5 p.m. Yeah, it's, ne- it's never a good idea. If you know you're going to sleep through it, don't bother sleeping. Yeah, but speaking of naps, naps are definitely great. So we all need naps. I took a nap today by accident, actually. I got home, started watching some stuff on my computer, and I fell asleep. You do that a lot. People sleep, like, they take accidental naps, and that's not very good because you can easily sleep through anything. Well, for me, I have a really fast metabolism, so I have a lot of energy, and then as soon as my body runs out of that, I'll just crash. My oh, body will nice. just kind of shut down. At least you can switch from food energy to sleep energy. <laughs> oh, I wish I could do that. Before college, in high school, maybe I'd take a nap like once every two weeks. The last time I took a nap before that was probably in preschool. Once I started taking naps in college, it was heaven sent. I love naps. Naps well, are great. I started early. I I, st- I napped every day in high school. I just, I just crawl into the library and just like sleep on the floor. <laughs> they kicked us out of the library if we slept. Oh yeah, we had a we had a high, you know, among the books. To return <laughs> pile. Whatever works. If you have those gaps in your schedule, it's always a good chance to take a nap. Just go back to your dorm if you live close to campus. Yeah, that if it doesn't if you're not living close to campus, you know, like Danielson or maybe West Campus or Ten Nineteen. A good idea would be a uh, Muger Library. Uh, Muger Library is a good place to nap. In the basement, they have all these benches. I didn't even know you could go in the basement. Muger Library? Hell yeah, you can go wow. downstairs. I'm a junior, and I should know that. Joel actually showed me that. Another good place is the GSU basement, where the game room is. You can put two chairs together. Oh, yeah, because they have coaches and stuff there. Right. In BU Central. And if you want to be in CAS, if you go into uh, the Sci Center, you can actually nap there, too. You just go into the back, go all the way into the back, you know, side auditorium, and you sleep out there, and they won't bother you, even if they have a class there. That's a good idea, but I'm not sure if you're actually supposed to do that no, or you're not. No, I've been kicked out a couple <laughs> of times. But for the most part, mo- many, mo- many of the times, probably 95% of the time, yeah. I actually got to stay. For me, I've slept in hallways before. I'll just put my backpack down and put my head on it. Was it CAS? Yeah, I'll just sleep right next to the door in my classroom, set my cell phone alarm to vibrate. I'll take a half kind of nap right before class, maybe a half an hour. And it's a good rest. It'll keep me awake for the class, at least. Yeah, but, I mean, you want a comfy chair, go to Cybertorium. Another good place would be uh, the Science and Engineering. No, what is that building called? The Exploding Atom in front of it? Oh, that's just the Science Building. The Science Building. The Science Building also has couches for you to sleep in. If it's a warm day out, you can go to the BU Beach. You can also lay on the grass in front of the Calm Building. Another place would be, let's see... If you know the the language lab, the one in CAS. No, 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 not in CAS. It's in the Covington, not the language lab. Then one of the buildings in Covington, like the math department or something, they actually have lounge chairs on the fourth floor or something. Oh yeah, there are some of those in the comp side lab, aren't there? Oh, are there? Yeah, I think so. 
Oh yeah, it's like three. But chairs. they're they're just comfy chairs. There are places spread all around campus where you can actually take a quick nap. You know. Yeah, if you go to the first floor of the CAS building, there are kind of inlaid benches into the wall that I know a couple people. Oh, yeah, those take naps in there because they fit your body pretty well. They do, they do. But if you don't mind wandering professors seeing you sleep there, <laughs> uh, there are busy halls. Those are busy halls. I'm talking about places where you can nap without the traffic. Oh yeah. Well, of course, you can always just go back to your room and sleep. That's always great. <laughs> yeah, but that's only if you don't live too far from campus. Or if you had a gap in the morning, you can go to the dining hall, get a bagel or a muffin, take a nap, and then go right to lunch, and you won't have to use another meal. Perfect. If you have, It depends on what kind of gap you have. Sometimes I think that an hour isn't really enough for a nap. Right. Hour, no. Hour, no. Yeah, I've done quick 15-minute naps, and that'll only get me through a class. But if I really want to wake up, it has to at least be an hour and a half long. Yeah, the idea is if you want, if you are going to do a half an hour nap to a 15-minute nap, you can do that anywhere. It's just going to be the same thing. But if you want something like maybe an hour, I don't know, an hour or 50 minutes, you want to get a good place. Last year, I would just finish my class at 12, get lunch, and come home and sleep from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. It was a great nap, and then, I mean, some people weren't even back from class by then. But this semester, I have class until 5 almost every day, either class or work. It's kind of hard to take naps, so I guess I just have to get to bed earlier, but that's going to be hard because I'm a junior, and I like to stay up. Not me. I like to go to sleep now. <laughs> well, you've just been falling asleep on your bed. Dude, I passed out. I mean, I'm going to sleep at 11, 10. Wow. I'm still not getting enough sleep. Yeah, I've definitely gone to bed at 2 a.m. for the past couple of days. Actually, I'm really tired right now. I think I might just go to bed. Yeah, I think we're done. All right, let's sleep. All right, we'll see you guys next Monday. Thank you for listening to BU Cast, hosted by Kent and Alex. For episode releases and other podcast news, visit our website at bupodcast.blogspot.com. You can subscribe to our podcast in two ways. One, visit the iTunes Music Store and search for BU Cast. Or two, visit our website and subscribe to our RSS feed. BU Cast is recorded under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike 3.0 license. Please view our website for more information. BU Cast is not sponsored by Boston University. We fund the show with our own budget. And if you like what you hear, or don't, please give us feedback by sending an email to bupodcast at gmail.com.